Another edition of Riding Home, Dean Leggy and Matt DeBerry. Matt, we're right on top of signing day. We're only about a week away. Uh, Georgia knocking on the door of the number one class again. Uh, let's just go through some things here real quick. The, the most recent weekend was more about tw- uh, 2021 players, but what do you know about 2020? How is Kirby going to wrap up this class? Well, they did have uh, a few official visitors this last weekend in the 2020 class with uh, Broderick Jones in town. He took his official visit to Georgia this weekend, um, and then he'll be at Auburn uh, the final weekend before signing day for his official visit there. Cedric Van Pran, the four-star center that Georgia has committed out of New Orleans, he took his official visit this weekend. He's got one to Florida this next uh, again, the final weekend before signing day. I think George has a really good shot to hold on to Van Pran. I was wondering if he might cancel that Florida official visit right now. I think it's still happening. So I think the Gators have a little bit of a, you know, a small shot there, but I feel pretty good about George's chances landing him uh, with Broderick. You know, I have some sources saying it's 50, 50 others feel good that Georgia will be able to hold on to him. But you can't really, or you can never count Auburn if they have the final official visit that final weekend before signing day. So I think Georgia should be able to hold on to Broderick Jones. They definitely should. I think they will, uh, but you never know there. Um, Austin Blask, uh, South Effingham offensive lineman that Georgia signed right before signing day in December. He made his official visit. Uh, Nazir Stackhouse, a guy that we've seen a good bit over the last uh couple years now he took his official visit and um uh, there was one more the defensive back charles bell was tate, um, was tate tate was there too yes, yes tate Rallage was on his official visit so uh really about the offensive line uh and those guys kind of bonding with matt luke they went uh throwing axes they did uh, one of those competitions they all had a good time together they did some cooking things uh, the morning after, I believe that was Sunday morning, they all cooked breakfast together, stuff like that. So a uh, big bonding experience for those guys. But at defensive back, Charles Bell is a guy to keep an eye on. He took his official visit this past weekend. Uh, three-star guy. Um, has never confirmed that George actually offered him. I talked to him. There's actually an update on Dog Post right now about it. But I asked him, I said, hey, has Georgia offered you officially? And he said, you know, I've you – know, Sorry, I can't say that right now, or I've got something that I'm looking forward to. I forgot what the exact quote was, uh, but I thought that was interesting. But I do think Georgia wants to take another defensive back in this class. Darren Branch, Ole Miss commit, was in town. He's got the Matt Luke connection there. Uh, But Charles Bell, uh, I think, is a guy that Georgia needs to keep an eye on. Former Syracuse commit. But um, that's really it as far as uh, official visitors that I can think of right now. But You know, a lot of people – that are listening to this are going to wonder about Zach Evans. And I wonder about Zach Evans too. Do you, do you have anything to say on the Zach Evans front? Uh, I, I don't think he's going to end up at Georgia. That's my gut feeling right now. Another guy who was in Athens this past weekend was Dejan Edwards, yeah. the four star running back from Colquitt County. That's he was on official visit. So that's, that's definitely one to watch for sure. Definitely. So if Georgia plans to take a second back in this class, and I think they've gone back and forth, you know, the past like six, seven months, hey, do we want to take one or not? If it was the right guys, they would. And for a while, it was Zach Evans was going to be the guy that they bring in with Kendall Milton. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but it, nobody really knows. I don't right. think anyone knows. But right now, I think the safe bet is Dejan Edwards. If he can um, put it together uh, off 
you know, off the football field, uh, if that makes sense. But um, if he's able and he has a, a, a place to sign and be a member of this class, I think Dejan Edwards will be the second back. Well, you're saying off the field, look, it's as simple as grades right there and getting qualified. Right. So uh, for him, that's a big thing. So the second running back position, second slot at running back is in flux, needless to say, for Georgia. Uh, and we'll just see how it goes here. But I mean, I, just let's talk about Broderick for a little bit. Uh, you know, like you said earlier, going into a final visit weekend where Auburn is the final team that he's going to see. You know, you you can't if if you are if you are anyone uh, that knows anything about recruiting and knows about Auburn and their ability to do things through the years, you never want to doubt Auburn closing things out. So I think that's the thing to watch um, in this final uh, time right before signing period is, is you know, what's going to really happen with Broderick? Um, is it really ever done when Auburn has the final visit? Or, or anyone else, really, but in particular Auburn, uh, just because, um, you know, they Auburn, close. Yeah, Auburn over time has done a good job. And, and Broderick... As you and I both know, he doesn't want to play that far away from home. Auburn's not exactly that. I mean, Auburn is almost as close to him as Georgia is. You know, for Broderick, he would have the capability of playing at Auburn pretty early. I think he would have the same capability at Georgia right now, frankly. But uh, he could play early at both places. And, um, you know, in Auburn's defense, you know, who who is who is more likely to uh, – who is more likely, you know – where are you more likely to play early at a place that has as many offensive linemen as Georgia does or at Auburn, which I think is replacing a fair amount of guys. Georgia's replacing a fair amount of guys too. But it's, you know, in both of these cases, you know, Broderick, a guy as good as he is, has the capability to uh, play early. And so that's why he's got something to think about. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest factors that he's thinking about going into this decision is getting on the field. These kids want to do that, and he's talented enough to do that. I think if he continues to put on more muscle you know, in his upper body, um, I think he'll be more ready to play. But he's a guy who wants to step in, and he'll get a shot, whether it is Georgia or Auburn. Um, but like you said, I think there's a pretty good chance he could play early at both schools, but I definitely think that's something that he is on the forefront of his mind when it comes down to him making a final decision. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think that might be the recruitment we pay attention to yeah. the most leading sure. up to signing day. So we'll, it'll be back and forth. I do think that his official to Georgia went really well. He tweeted afterwards, still committed. So um, yeah, he's but very that, quiet about his recruitment. Yeah. But again, I Auburn mean, last weekend, it's going to come down to that visit. But right now, I think Georgia has a good spot to hold on to him. And they should with, with Matt Luke coming in and, and building that relationship. Uh, I don't know if Auburn has an offensive line coach. The, that right. guy resigned. So I don't even think they have someone there. So it, it would be interesting, to say the least, if Auburn were able um, to pull this away. He's been committed to Georgia for like a year and a half now. Yeah, so I'm, I think not, it's, I'm not. I'm not killing the kid. I love yeah. Broderick. I mean, I think he's got personality. He's a very good player. He's smart. No, he's man. a good guy. Yeah, but like you know, and and I just mean this is the first time Broderick's ever gone through recruiting. I've seen this for 20 years. I'm still committed. Doesn't mean anything. It just right. it just is well, something. That, it's just something that kids say. And and God bless him. He probably means it. But you just got to get through this last time if you're Georgia, 
There's still a week and a half left, or yeah. I guess one week. Well, a week. And for Broderick, yeah. for, 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 I mean, Broderick's a big deal. So, you know, getting, getting him uh, signed and on campus at Georgia would be a big deal. My suspicion is he probably still winds up at Georgia. But I don't think it's, you know. It wouldn't be the most shocking no, thing if no. he went to Auburn. And, and We've we, seen it before, and it could very well happen again. We, we owe our audience. We, you know, Dog Post is about being a smarter Georgia fan, okay? And we're not going to sort of sugarcoat it with folks. I mean, this is, this is going to be something Georgia's going to have to survive here at the end. They should probably still win him, but we're, we're not going to act like it's a certainty. It's in the bag. Yeah, because yeah. it's not a certainty. So I think Van Pran is more of a certainty, but uh, again, I thought he might cancel that Florida visit. He's still going to take it, so you can't right. really rule Florida right. out there, but I do feel better about Georgia's chances and go, chances of holding on to Van Pran from New Orleans than Broderick Jones uh, from Lithonia. But that's recruiting. Yeah, it, this is how it goes. And, and um, you know, what what can you really say? But Broderick, I think, will play pretty quick next year at Georgia. And maybe maybe Van Pran would too, as well. That's a that's a good question. I, I want to mention right now, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm a little bit scatterbrained here, but uh, I'm, I'm watching the uh, 2006 Peach Bowl game against um, Virginia Tech and, and just seeing this comeback here. It's midway through the fourth quarter right now, and Georgia's just tied it up. And um, I was watching the uh, the nineteen ninety two Carolina game and the nineteen ninety four Clemson game, and uh, it's amazing how far college football has come. Eric Zier was a, an exceptional quarterback in the nineties. He he wouldn't have started at Georgia in, in the two thousands, maybe with the exception of two thousand fifteen. I mean, it's it's amazing how far college football has come well i see it at the high school level now these kids are getting bigger faster stronger each and every year and every year there's a few of these 15 16 year olds who are just giants and you know they just smash my hand when i you know meet them for the first time but uh, these defenses have gotten so more it's more athletic and fast and you're seeing it now at the nfl it's tough to score points now because these athletes these defensive linemen coming in and these linebackers are so athletic for their size. So the, the other thing, let me, let me throw this in here too. The other thing that has slowed, I think the correct term, the thing that has retarded uh, quarterbacks in, you know, from Georgia, and that, that term means to slow. It's not a slur. I mean, it is, um, you know, for so long, this state was just about uh, running, backs. running the football. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't about quarterbacks. And so the development of guys like, uh, you know, and it, well, I mean, Deshaun comes to mind immediately, but not even not even necessarily Deshaun, but Zach Mettenberger uh, and just people like that. Um, they just, it wasn't there. And... Um, you know, you you're could, seeing it a lot. You now. could see a very serious spike in you know quarterbacks from Georgia uh, from here on out. We saw it starting with that uh, the 2017 class when you had Jake Fromm and Davis Mills and even Emory Jones was yes. highly recruited, and then the next year 2018 was even better than that with Justin and Trevor and Jaron Williams, who's not at Miami now. That didn't go as well as I thought it would, but I thought he was a really good quarterback. And uh, yeah, you had a few guys, but. I mean, we're seeing it with 
the young kids now, Brock Vandegrift in 21, the 22 class, Gunnar Stockton, MJ Morris. These are going to be really, really good players. So we've seen a spike in quarterbacks and even quarterbacks going out of state into other programs. And it doesn't seem like there's as many running backs. There's still a few. And you can come to Georgia and get a really good running back. Uh, but it's not like Georgia is just getting the best running back in the state each and every year. They're going all across the country. Um, but they're just so there's a lot of really good quarterback play. Uh, these kids are developed early on all through middle school. Everyone's got their trainer they work with in the offseason mm-hmm. and try to play baseball at the same time. So um, I think it's a trend that we're going to continue to see, at least in the state of Georgia, uh, for a, a long time. And it was slow to develop. I mean, uh, it was, it was, it, you know, frankly, um, Georgia as a state just, you know, it, it it churned out linebackers and running backs. I wonder how many of those those linebackers could have been quarterbacks, I guess. Um, no telling. Uh, but, um, you know, there's been no shortage of, of Hines Wards and Larry Browns and, you know, George Lombards and those kind of guys who have come out of this state. And that was in the 90s. Um, and guys like Mike Bobo were playing quarterback. Guys who were who were good good quarterbacks. I mean, Mike was a good quarterback. Mike wouldn't have ever started in the 2000s. Not, not, I mean, he was, 2015 was handled incorrectly. So I, I can't tell you who would have started, but someone as I saw Grayson Lambert this weekend in Athens, someone as, 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 um, that's the best way to put Grayson least physically gifted as Grayson starting at quarterback at Georgia. That wouldn't, that, that's just never going to happen again with the kids that this state is producing a quarterback, and um, it's not going to be—it's not going to be ignored anymore. I'm, I'm not sure this this is going to be sacrilegious, and I'm, I know people are going to scream and yell, but I'm not sure someone as least talented as, as if you want to put it that uh, at least talented, someone as as not get someone as gifted as Jake Fromm. I think Jake Fromm is going to be the least gifted quarterback we've seen at Georgia over the next ten years. <clears throat> now I think that's. A, a fair statement. It sounds if, it sounds like an insult. No, I no, don't I mean, really mean it that way. George is going to be piling five star quarterbacks yeah, I for mean, the foreseeable future. If you saw Mike Bobo at one of these huh, camps or right now, would you attention. would you rank yeah. him a three star, a four no, star? Look, I, I I mean I I, I value Mike Bobo's um, the relationship that I've had over Mike with Mike over twenty five years. Uh, we're not best friends, um, but. When I speak with him, it's a very frank conversation, and you know, I remember him being excited about Zach Mettenberger. I remember him being um, Bryce. Bryce. Oh no, I mean, I don't just mean you know Zach. I mean, he loved Deshaun Watson. He loved Zach Mettenberger. He loved Mike, Bryce Ramsey. He loved. I mean, there were you know there were kids that he loved along the way. But the the, the most, I mean, my my Mike Bobo is as frank a talker as it gets. Uh, maybe not always with the media, but just if you talk with him generally. And you know what, Mike? I'm seeing Mike here on the TV with um, the Peach Bowl. But you know, Mike would say to you, "Hey, I would have never played at Georgia." And Kirby would say the same thing. I would never will, play at will Georgia. Will probably now. too. <laughs> well, Will Muschamp. I mean, Will Muschamp was in the right place at the right time a lot on these games. I mean, if you watched him play against Clemson in 1994, but Trey Battle wouldn't get on the field right now. I mean, I don't think so. I mean. Dominic Sanders was a 
was was a guy that I don't think would ever be recruited by Kirby, but he played out there and was a meaningful member, a playmaker. Uh, but the type of kid that is at Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama now, bro, they're just, I'm just watching, you know, I just see guys out here now and I'm just reminded of players that, played for Georgia and and even the specialists in the 90s you know you were really pushing it with some of the specialists the punter the punter for South Carolina in 1992 the the hang time on the punt was maybe 3 seconds and you got Hassan Graham and Andre Hastings back there just ready to bust one so there were i mean Georgia um Georgia, the, 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 the caliber of athlete from when I was growing up and playing, you know, we would never see a Division I field now. I mean, Larry Brown would, and, 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 and so would, obviously. So would George Lombard, Larry, uh, Hines Ward, guys like that. I think that. the defensive linemen, all those great defensive linemen well, in the had, 90s, especially had, on the SEC, they probably could. But other yeah, you than had that, Stroud, I think you're right. You had yeah. Travis Stroud, Marcus Stroud, guys like that. But – there's something has changed. I mean, you meet guys now who are um, going, you know, Max Johnson or uh, Brock Vandergriff or guys like that. The, 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 the level of skill in basketball, in tennis, in football, we have accelerated so much now that um, I'm just not sure athletics will ever be the same as it was. Uh, you're seeing football is becoming a scarier sport because you can. It's such a more violent game because guys can really run and hit now. Basketball, you're seeing. It used to be Matt when when I was growing up. You know, I mean, God bless Kobe Bryant and his baby girl. That was horrible. You see, guys. You know, back when Kobe and I. This is the only time I'll ever be in the same conversation as Kobe Bryant as a basketball player was that. We played around the same time in high school. Was it was who could jump the highest? Now it's who can slow down and make the play around the rim. I mean, guys like James Harden or you know people like that. I mean, Kobe was about being mentally tough uh, as much as anything. And you see players now. I mean, the Euro step has changed the game. What has changed the game in football? Well, quarterbacks are different now. Quarterbacks are scarier now than ever before. And, you know, Jake Fromm, as good as he was at Georgia, he didn't have the running ability that, you know, uh, uh, obviously Justin, but even Trevor. I mean, Trevor was probably the best running quarterback in college football this year that I can remember. I can remember off the top of my head. Quarterbacks have changed, like you said, and the style of play has changed and that you've got coordinators and coaches, you know, giving these kids the best option to use their talents and strengths uh, to change the game. So Trevor, I, Trevor I, was certainly not the best running quarterback in college football, but he made the most meaningful 80 yard dash in the season. Well, he gets you eight yards on third and seven. That yeah, type but of man, stuff. That, 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 that run against Ohio State changed the game. That was impressive. Yeah, we've been watching that from the Sugar Bowl. That was great. Yeah, and also, too, I mean, Matthew was extremely advanced. But and when he was coming out of uh, high school in Dallas, but, but I think things I – mean, he was an extreme exception, Matthew. 
And I think that's why you see he's been a franchise player forever um, for the Lions. And um, you just don't see a lot of guys like that. And you don't know, you know, I just everything's changed. It's accelerated so fast. And you're seeing guys like Broderick. I mean, Broderick Jones is a good example, man. Offensive linemen used to be heavy guys. You're not seeing a lot of heavy with Broderick. No. Amarius Mims is the same way, man. That <laughs> that dude puts on. I mean, he, he's a, like 290, 295. He, he looks look like he's though. 250. Yeah. 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 All he, right. He's a special player. Go to Dog Post. Become a smarter fan. Uh, and we will see you all tomorrow on Riding Home.